The stadium is the host. Draw the battle lines. You acknowledge your opponent on the field and in the stands. You hear that deafening chant. It's sometimes just one among the many. It's them that unites us. Bring them on. Brody Meyer checked down the line. The Magpies and their massive army are going to win a record equaling 16th flag. How sweet it is. Collingwood win the grand final. Welcome to another AFL season through the eyes and the ears and the mouths of the MPO Sports Podcast. Tonight, at this current time, I have Woody with me as well as Schulte. How are you guys? Yeah, going well. Um, we're not too far away now, so it's been a long off-season, but here we are. 100%. Good, you. Sorry, Christopher? I said good, thank you, buddy, as always. Awesome, and um, I'm surviving myself. So um, our planned uh, rundown for tonight is we're going to talk about our own individual teams around about two or three discussion points, and then at the end we will talk about the season as a whole with a few discussion points. We might just start off with the Carlton Football Club with Woody. Yeah, all right. Um, let's do that. Um, first, first off... Um, Obviously, the big question is which Carlton are we going to see? Are we going to see the the team that started last season or the team that finished last season? Um, I, I, I'll get your thoughts on this, Shields, but I, I'm inclined to believe there's no reason that we should see a repeat of that first half of the season. I think that they're probably primed and ready to go. Oh, look, I think... Uh... I think it was a little up in the air until yeah late last year. Carlton really um, really hit their straps, and I don't I can't see them going going backwards. Um, I feel like all the structures are in place, and as long as like and even insane, as long as you got like I was about to say, as long as you guys are even marginally fit, you're a good football team. Like you did last year without guys like Zach Williams, etc. So well, I... you know, argue. Have to fight for their place in this team this season. So well, it's the first it's, time in a long uh, time, first time in a very long time we're going into a season and talking about Carlton and genuine depth, isn't it? Well, definitely. And you know, it comes to finding these these young gems, the the Durdens, the Oes, these kind of young kids that, and there's you know plenty in the midfield as well. Um, I could rattle them off. You know, it's it's. Uh, Deconing as well. It's it's very promising. So, well, yeah, Deconing. He he's probably the one that excites me the most. He's he could be anything. I think this is a make or break year for him. We're going to see if he's just going to be that guy that you know only gets talked about on potential, or if this is year he's really going to harness that and just go to another level. Yeah, yeah. Now, so so Carlton, I think um, I think has a lot of positives, um, but you know, there's there's flip sides uh, that as well. Um, I think Harry McKay is a guy that's got to have a big year this year um, to kind of 
shed some of the criticism around him currently. So, uh, because, you know, if he comes out and he's as bad in front of goal um, and just, it's just his confidence. You can see when he takes a mark, he's now at the point where he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know if he's going check side. He doesn't know if he's kicking a set, a, a drop punt. Like he's, he's now that unconfident in himself that he, and, he doesn't know what to do anymore. And you and, can and that's fix not it. A, Oh, definitely. It's just and about getting, it's about getting you, a formula in place. Going, okay, if you mark the ball here, this is what you do. If you mark the ball here, this is what you do. And yep, it just and seems like he doesn't. The best, the best um, example of someone going away and really working on their kicking because he come from a pretty poor base as well when he first come into the league and um, had a lot of shoulder injuries. But when he come back, his kicking. Um, has become very, very reliable, and that's Max King. So, I mean, if Harry McKay can apply himself and recognise that there's a deficiency in his game, like Max King did, and work on it, um, there's no reason he can't turn it around. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on, and it'd be good to see both of your guys, and probably Tim wants to say something about Max King, I reckon, because I dropped his name. Yes, I did. I, I just unmuted myself. I, I believe... Um... With the Max King, you can just see in his setup, but he's got a he's actually got a consistent routine on a set shot now. So um, that's pretty much what McKay's got to do. Yeah, and there was one in the game last week against Melbourne. And it's preseason, and the kicking was poor across the league. Um, but there was one; he was only about forty meters out, right in front, and he's looking up before he even kicks the ball. Like he's looking up during his ball drop. And that, that's a big issue. Um, the other thing that I really wanted to talk about with Carlton is, um, as you guys know, I'm a massive fan of his, and he's much maligned and a bit of a whipping boy at times, but I think the loss of Jack Silvani could be massive. So we need to really find someone to step up and fill that void. Jack could actually be done. I know he's the year, but um, they, they might find someone else to take the spot so he could be and under the pump. And you know what? If that's the case, I think that's a good thing. And you look at um, another guy as well, Matt Kennedy. I've always been a big fan of his. But with us now recruiting Elijah Hollands, if, if we're recruiting guys from other clubs and they're pushing someone else out of the best 22, then that's only a good thing. Yeah, but I, I just – not that I, I'm dissing Jack. I just think come next season when he's back up from injury – uh, we're looking at a situation where he's at the crossroads. He either needs to take the what's offered to him and do something with it, or um, he could be on the outer permanently. Yeah, but I, as I said, if someone if someone steps up, and it, it's probably going to be someone like David Cunningham or maybe Ashton Moyer, um, who, who might stamp himself early on. Um, that's not a bad thing if these guys are stepping up and taking that that position and making it their own. That that's only a good thing. Um, that the last yep. thing I want to the last thing I want to talk about with Carlton um, is, and it's not more Carlton; it's more more the broader AFL community. Is this the year that they finally start actually giving Jacob Weedering the recognition he deserves? He's been one of the best two or three defenders in the league for the last four or five years. Um, and hasn't got an All-Australian nod yet. This has to be the year. I know he's going to miss the first couple of weeks, but he, he's super consistent. He's 
brilliant one-on-one. He take takes intercept marks. He he takes intercept contested marks. He loves the physical stuff, and he's a good user of the ball when it's got in his hands. He just he just does not get the recognition he deserves, and this is hopefully the year that he finally gets some accolades. And I know it's not about the individual stuff, but when you're seeing guys like Aaliyah Aaliyah and Darcy Moore getting named at fullback and centre-half back because they play loose and and um, shy away from the physical stuff and just rack up the stats, um, it'd be good to finally see a, a guy get recognition for for a body of work over a long time. And then Callum Wilkie finally got his recognition, being a good one-on-one defender, but hopefully exactly. doing his turn. Friend took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, but 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 again, Wilkie, he's not he's not flashy. He doesn't doesn't do all the intercept stuff. He's not overly athletic, but he stops his opponent getting the ball. No, I I, I, I rate Callum Wilkie very highly. Just just as a segue there. Um... Oh. And and you got every right to. I mean, he's just, he's just uh, uh, more of an old school defender who just just wins the one on one stuff, doesn't he? He's not he's not athletic. Absolutely, like a lot of the other guys. He's not flashy, but he does his job, and he's never beaten. What more do you want in a defender? Well, he's every team needs one. Like Richmond's got Broad as an example, never gets beaten. Super underrated. Like not like not flashy. You like you'll never see him dashing across. The wing, or it's just. But they got they got guys like up. Liam Baker for that. Oh, absolutely. We'll get we'll get to him later. Speaking well, well, of players that speaking of players that'll be all Australians this year. Oh, well, yeah. You you know how much I love Liam Baker. There's a couple of guys at Richmond I really love, and Liam Baker's one of them. Shea Bolton's probably the most exciting player in the league when he's on. Uh, might be a good segue for you to talk about Richmond. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I, I had a few things um, scribbled down that, that I think would be good good topics. We may as well start with um, the the elephant in in Richmond's room, and it's not new coach and, and all that kind of thing. It's, okay, well, where's our talent going to come from moving forward? Um, so, so I think, look, I've got only... The end of last season and the preseason simulations and preseason match this season so far to go on, uh, and you know I think Tyler Young and Thompson Dow uh, are two guys that Richmond can be very um, confident in moving forward. I like Kaczynski. I think he was in the wrong kind of build at Hawthorne, different stages of where they were trying to go. I'm glad you brought Kajitsky um, have... up because I was going to mention him because obviously you need – there's obviously a, a void left. Tom Lynch is coming back, but there's a void left from Jack Rebolt. And I think Jacob Kajitsky is a very astute acquisition. It could, he could be uh, – he could be, you know, even if he – like he, he only needs to kick 30 to 40 goals a year. That's it. One and a half goals a game. All he needs to do, and 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 um, Tom will do the rest. You know, and, and that's the thing we know. We know. We know. Tom Winch is a is a Coleman medalist caliber forward. Well, this is the thing. So you look at Richmond's forward line. That's like Richmond's forward line and back line are not horrible. It's their midfield where it completely falls apart, and that's the engine room, which right now and, is a massive issue. 
And you mentioned the like before in Thompson Dow. He's got a big role to play, I think. Well, I'll get to that. But, you know, the forward line, you know, Dusty's good for a goal and a half a game. Bolton's good for a goal and a half a game. Lynch is good for two to three. You know, you only need Kazitsky to kick a goal, a goal and a half a game. He doesn't yeah, need to be a two-goal-a-game two guy. Rich, Richmond need to move away from that Dustin Martin reliance, though. If he's if he's still required to get 25 touches and kick two goals a game, then Richmond aren't improving. I think after the preseason match with Collingwood, it's evident he needs to be played 100% forward. Uh, we need to find our midfield balls in other ways. We can't just keep throwing him in there or taking what little legs he has left on him away early. Uh, oh, he, can, he can pinch so. it in there when time when it's required. But I mean, as you said, he he doesn't he shouldn't be in there majority of the time. Gentlemen, uh, and, and if, uh, gentlemen, just on Dusty, isn't he an all Australian forward? Well, Didn't yes. he get trained as a forward a while back? Yeah, on a half forward flank, I think. Yeah, yeah, but just. But he's kicked. He's kicked over three hundred from memory. I think now goals for his career, and that's not a small amount of goals for a no. midfield brackets to kick. No, it's not. But I mean, like I said, if if Richmond are still looking to him to win games and and be the focal point, no, whether it be the midfield or forward that. line. Um, that's not a good not, thing. Not, I didn't say reliance. I said that if he kicks a goal a game, and he'll kick a goal a game, it's what he does. No, no, no. no, I'm, not, I'm, not, no I'm not saying that so, you said that. I'm just saying at Richmond, if they're to improve, the reliance on Dusty needs to fade away. And, and, I, and I agree with that, absolutely. But I'm saying this year, though, he'll still be good for that, which gives Kaczynski at least time to settle in. Oh, no, no. He's definitely got an important role to play. But once he, if, if he's becoming the focal point and the go-to, um, you've got issues. One guy, I think, that can really step up and f- help fill that void. I'm not going to say fill the void completely. Um, but Jacob Hopper, I think. He missed a bit of footy last okay. year. He's, he's absolutely got to be almost like him and him and Taranto now they have to realize they are the two guys in our midfield that are going to have yeah. to attack the ball there's well, no other way well, I mean Taranto uh, Taranto had a good year last year but um Hopper missed a fair bit of footy didn't he he played 12 games I think from yeah. memory uh well, I'm just I'm just looking so, it up but yeah um, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, you look at Hopper playing 12 games last year or however many it was. Gibkiss didn't play at all. Lynch didn't play at all. So, you know, I think there's positives going into the year on that front. But that's just one thing. Like, it, to round that point up, Dow and Tyler Young. And I know he's not young, but Naismith is a good addition. Yep. He seems like he wants it. So if he can stay fit, that's good. Um, I, I think I Bolton, Shay Bolton playing more midfield time, I think, is is probably a good, is important. Pivotal. Um, but I will touch on one big thing before I move on from Richmond, and that's I wanted to just talk about Gibkiss and Lynch's return because I think people underestimate how important bringing back arguably your two best guys at each end of the field back with, like brings to a team. So, oh, absolutely. Very, very important. You can't can't deny um, the impact that stability like that has, and 
and you know we'll get to it when Tim talks about St Kilda as well. But Callum Wilkie obviously is just about their most important player back there. And if they get Max King playing 18, 20 games, then, I mean, it's a completely different St Kilda as well, isn't it? Uh, but, but I'll just close out and then hand over to Tim. But I will say that in, in, in the pre I don't like to read much, if anything, into pre-season games, but I will say two extremely worrying slash disappointing things came from that among some positives. Um, and they are the kicking in front of goal. I don't even want to talk about it. And the the fact that that match went eerily like every match last year that Richmond played. We were in it until we weren't in the like half late in the third and then blown out in the last. Yeah, but re- results aren't here. important. What what stood out for me, and you've mentioned Gibkiss as well, is he just looked looked comfortable back there, didn't he? Oh yeah, but it's not the result just quickly that worries me so much. It's just the 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 overall game was just very much like a Richmond game from last year, very eerily similar. So that's very worrying. Um, but you know, I think Uze made some interesting tactical changes. So we'll kind of see how. So, but I think that the saying that is a lot is also the same. So we'll see. You got anything to add no. on Richmond, Tim? No, no. Look, um, oh, just to just in general to allude on what Chris said about practice matches. Um, I don't usually go on results, but I go on, you know, the energy that a team displays, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Correct. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I was just going to say, Chris, that the only game where I really worry for a club and I actually don't worry for them because I hate them, um, is the Essendon performance last week because, yeah, it was only a practice match, but if you're losing a practice match by north of 10 goals, you've got something to worry about, your attitude on the on the field. It means you're giving up and in the pre, it's only the pre-season. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I don't... Any team can get beaten by five-ish goals, you know, with, in a blink of an eye, but... When it's getting north of 10 goals, you've got a problem. So, Braden, stop talking <laughs> in let's, our um, group. <laughs> let, let's just hope, though, that on, on that um, Essendon note, let's just hope that does continue. Yeah, and look, when we talk more general about the competition in general this year, I do have Essendon listed as one of my um, subject matters. But um might be time to... Flirt with the mighty saints, and um, I picked out three sort of things I wanted to look at. First thing is, I thought to improve on last year, there was a few things that needed to happen, and um, let's just look at what we've brought in, all right, and what it adds to the saints compared to last year. Liam Henry, I seen him play today, and there was some good signs, and they're talking about him being on a wing or potentially back flank. Uh, Riley Boner, I've read or I've read a bit in the in social media from Export. He's Export and Port supporter saying he's useless, yada yada. I actually have seen him use the ball quite well, so let's see how he goes in the in the uh, real stuff. He, he's another one of those guys that's just just lived on potential, um, and yeah. hopefully hopefully being delisted by um, 
port and then just being given a lifeline when he thought his career might be over could be what he needs. He's only still only 25 or 26. Yeah, and look, he's a, he looks to be a reasonable user of the ball, um, which has probably been one of the problems St Kilda have had. So if he can continue that sort of um, stuff on in the main, you know, the regular season, it might add something to St Kilda. Um, he's, he's, young... actually, he's actually one of the better recruits, I think, in terms of upside that any club's got, like from, you know, whether it be by uh, a trade I, I, or a delisted free agent. I think Bonner's one of the ones that brings more upside. And, and just to, and just to carry on that point, Woody, like, and it's just the fact that I don't think he fitted in the style of football that Port's trying to play. Whereas St Kilda's obviously pinpointed that he fits the style of play they want to play, and he's a he's a good all round football player. So, yeah, and he and, seems and- to be pretty solid kick on his natural foot. So that adds a bit of foot skill to St Kilda potentially. And I think if you look at the last probably two or three years, St Kilda have been. I mean, we've questioned some of the players that they brought in, whatever, um, but they've actually been pretty precise in what they want to do, haven't they? So they're, they're, they're pinpointing particular players. They're not just taking guys because they're available. When they pick someone, it's with purpose. Yep. Um, next one on the list was the first guy that we picked in the draft, Darcy Wilson. He's played both um, preseason games, and he looks like he's going to be something at least a very good player, if not special. And in regards to him, he adds leg speed, uh, which is something that will be interesting. I'll cover shortly. I just want to cut you off there too. Um, And you you add him and he's looking very, very good. And then you look at the two from last year that they got in Owens and Philippou and St Kilda, we said it many times last year, and it's looking that way again. St Kilda... Uh, well on the right track, aren't they? I believe so. Um, we've got Lance Collard, who's also quick. All right, there's a bit of a pattern here. I'm not sure about Angus Hasty. I haven't seen him play. Hugo Garcia seems quite smart. He played all right today. And probably the most important of the recruits, I believe, from last year, because of what's happened with five minutes to go today, which is a hamstring injury to Dougal, um, Ari, shoot, is it Schoenmaker? Yeah, Schoenmaker. That's him, yeah. Well, um, at 194 centimetres, that kid may find himself um, playing round one as a as a backman because of Dougal going. You did mention today, the game today, and speaking of guys that are going to miss a bit of footy at the start of the year, yeah. we're not going to talk about the bloke or the incident, but... Jimmy Webster spots become available. Who who do you think takes that? Well, it's a it's an interesting one, but I think it it makes life a little bit easier for St Kilda in making a decision for round one. I reckon one of the kids uh, will get get a game um, now because also we've still got no Sinclair. But in particular, Webster's position will probably go to Bonner. I reckon. I think Bonner's guaranteed round one now. Yeah, and as I said, I I think he he's, could be one of the recruits of the year. I'm going to throw it out there now. He, he could be the, one of the recruits of the year. Yeah. Just remember, too, on today's side, depending on fitness, Battle will be back in as well. So that'll that'll help with the back and, line. And I, I, rate, I rate that guy very, very highly as well, Josh Battle. Josh Battle. So, 
Yeah, no, and Very he's handy at defence. Like he can follow, he can um, follow his play if the play ends up going into our back line. Sorry, our forward line, and he's dangerous enough to kick goals as well as the defender. So that he's got that sort of swingman um, sort of capabilities, hasn't he? Yeah, he definitely does. Like, he, I, I just think he's a he's a genuine user, and he he attacks the ball very, very hard. And I think yeah. if if St Kilda can get a team of guys like Josh Battle, that's got them going in the right direction. You know, you know what Josh Battle is. He's He's a footballer. He's not an athlete. He's just a footballer. We say it all the time, but 100% he's just a footballer and he's, and, and that's what you need. Let's not say just a footballer. I mean, um, it, it just it's just that they, the genuine footballers, the natural footballers are few and far between in the league now because most teams would rather a, a guy that can run and jump and can't kick for shit than a guy that can yep. win his own ball, read the play, and hit a target by foot. Which and um, which it yeah. seems to be that St Kilda have um, actually gone for more football skills than what they have at athleticism because there's quite a few good ball users now. As I said, they are recruiting with purpose the last few years. So my second point is sort of coming off the list of what we've brought in. I think... I believe St Kilda's main improvement this year will be off half back because they've got some serious speed off half back now. Yeah, Jack Jack Sinclair's been sort of doing that for himself for a couple of years, and now they they seem to have been getting him him some help for the other side, haven't they? Well, I actually would go another step, as in you might see Sinclair more in the guts when they had to do it a few times last season out of necessity. He's very good. Yeah, they did it out of necessity, but, geez, it just it looked good, though, didn't it? Yeah, and I really believe the recruiting has been based around one of the things is Sinclair going in the guts because, as I said, they've got the speed and ball usage off half-back now they've brought in to improve it. So you're not just wanting... So now you're wanting the ball in the hands of um, Nasiah, you want the ball in the hands of Sinclair. You want the ball in the hands of Henry Hill. That now we're getting as many as half a dozen guys that you want the ball in the hands of instead of just two or three, which makes a huge Hill, difference. Hill's a guy this year that um that for me for you guys to make September, let alone make a run, he's he's pivotal to staying fit. Yes, and. I agree, but I'll just move on to my third point because otherwise it's going to be the, become the St Kilda show. Um, the biggest way for St Kilda to go deep into finals, I believe they should, if they with the twink the tinkering they've done, they should probably at least finish where they did last year. But the key factor to them going deep into the finals is a bloke that only played eleven games last year and kicked twenty eight goals. Now, if he is to play during the home and away season at least 20 games, you could nearly double that 28 goals and St Kilda a long way into having a decent crack at finals. And that is obviously, as we've mentioned, Max King. A uh, genuine, and I said it about Tom Lynch as well, a genuine Coleman medal contender. I argue... Like it's a, you feel like going into this year, it's a three-man race. Am I wrong? 
like you feel like it's either of those two or it's um oh, let's say four because then you got Kerno and um, you have to say Kerno and Larky. Okay, let's say there's someone else that I just had on the tip of my tongue. Jeremy Cameron. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I'm just um, watching Max King today um, while we're on the St Kilda subject. It was interesting. Even ground level, he was a different player to what he has been in the past. He was having a fair income crack. And, in fact, was... Um, Mitch Owens was the capitalist of some uh, Max King work at ground level when he hand passed to him and then um, Mitch Owens snapped the goal. So uh, it's really looking like some decent potential if we can have Max out on the on the field for, uh, you know, at least uh, 20 games instead of only 11. And um, just... Just quickly, how? Because I was just thinking to myself after I, we rattled off a couple of them forwards, how good's the young key forward talent progressing in the AFL at the moment? You know, it's something that's kind of floundered for 10, 15 years. But you know, you got yep. King, you got you got Oscar Allen at West Coast, you've got Larky, you've got Kerno, you've got Oogle um, Hagen if he explodes I, I think got... Bill Thorpe from Adelaide is another one to watch and I've always liked Todd Marshall I think this is his his time to shine as well there's, there's and, a lot of young boards in, and in I'm going to throw another one out there that we haven't mentioned yet that's Jai Amos from Fremantle he could be a very very oh, yep. good forward Darcy Fogarty at Adelaide as well I mean just about every team's got one now yeah, Woody, just with Delarkey, like, he kicked 71 goals last year, didn't he? Yep, in an absolute dog shit team. Correct. Um, so, who knows? We could have something special in him. Oh, I, I believe we do. And I think North Melbourne, he just, I don't think they're going to improve. I don't think they're really going to improve this year. But, I mean, in a couple of years, if they can clean, you know, get a better midfield and clean up all that ball use and give Larky some genuine opportunities and more opportunities. Why can't we we see someone like him kicking 100 goals a year? 100%. Well, this is, I was just trying to say, um, you know, I don't like to make comparisons, especially to the GOAT, um, but he kind of has that lock it at St Kilda feel about it where he's kicking a ton of goals in a shit team and it's kind of, it's, you know, a matter of it's a matter of time until he goes to a good team and really gets the fuel. Does he go to a good team or does his team become a good team? I, I, I don't think that Kangaroos team, especially with Clarkson, who I feel is overrated as a coach. If I'm being brutally honest, I don't think if you get like if you gave me the chance, like I'd take. Chris Scott over Clarkson to coach my team for 10 years. Like, like I don't think he's as good as people think he is. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Was, I agree. He was probably, he was gifted a bit of luck as yeah, much absolutely. as, um, you know, but maybe, um, how are we going for time there, uh, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're tracking okay. All right, maybe we should start. Um... Yeah, but yeah. yeah I think... 
I think yeah, Larky, Larky's definitely he's he's probably one of the more exciting young forward prospects we've had in a while, and and he's he's unlike a lot of the other guys that come into the league and you know the the recruiters say oh he's big and strong and he can take a mark. We just need to work on his kicking. He's actually a very very good kick, which believe it or not is actually quite <laughs> important for a key forward. You need to be able to be a good set shot. It's crazy. Does it? You, you see Larky mark that ball and you chalk it in the goal column. You just know it's going through. Yeah. No, he's, he's about as reliable a set shot from key forwards across the league as there is. Today, one of the name I dropped, I will say, is Oscar Allen. He, to me, is the same. He doesn't miss either. He's another very good young kid. Mm. But with Larky today, um, he missed one in particular from a little bit of distance out. But when I say missed, he it was a poster. So you're right, he is quite a straight kick. What, like to be out. What I like about him is is he's just he's unlike Harry McKay, who looks confused every time he gets the ball. Nick Larky, he's just got a routine, and he goes back, and he just it's just it's built into him. He's just got his routine, and it just comes naturally to him. Well, he just he just knows. All right, if I mark it thirty five out on a forty five degree angle, I'm doing this. Like it's just ingrained into his soul. What 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 he does when he marks that ball. So, and and that's where Harry McKay needs to get to. Yeah, his issues are in his head, but I think it's it's probably too far in his head now that it's it's almost impossible to fix now. Um, and yeah, and then you go back to a couple of years ago when when um. There were stories a few years ago, Brendan Favola sent an offer to Carlton um, saying, I'll come down and help Harry McKay work on his kicking. And Harry McKay said, essentially, I don't need help. Yeah, wrong, wrong move. Now, just on that discussion, lads, I'm sort of thinking it might be a good time to have a break, recharge, and come back and discuss the more broader topics that we've got listed for tonight. And I think that should basically cover our Coleman medal chart almost as well. We'll go close, but we may still explore <laughs> it. But, but let, let's um, have a break, come back and discuss the more broader um, topics we've got listed. Welcome back, listeners. We've recharged, and now we're going to examine the competition as a whole on a few discussion points we've got. The first one we're going to start off with is the big improver um, on everyone's opinion. I'll just start the ball rolling. For me, it's Gold Coast. Um, yeah, I don't mind that. Um, where's that improvement coming from, though? Who's stepping up? Um, well, I believe last year Max's brother didn't play too much, did he? He was like Max, he was out injured a fair bit. Yeah. So having him up forward, plus the influx of the new coach and some new ideas, they already showed enough that they were thereabouts. So maybe some new ideas and players jumping on board the plans and the vibes that the coach is putting out could right. see enough from the sneak into the eight. I, I know it's a topic for later, but do you think 
the coach might be under the pump a little bit. No. Uh, so I've actually just I've I've got Gold Coast as my big improver uh, as well. Um, I think there's a couple of guys this year they're going to go from above average to super elite, and those are Anderson and Rao. And I think that's going to make a massive difference to their engine room. Um, you know, King, I think they've got a lot of, but they have a lot of guys down forward, especially with, uh, you know, Chol. Uh, is Casbolt still there this year? I'm not yep. sure. I haven't seen. I uh, thought so. Uh, they've got Ainsworth and um, Sexton. They've got a lot of avenues to go down forward, um, the Gold Coast. And, and I think they're very, very solid um, de- down back as well. So, I, 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 yeah, I had them, obvious, And then Wits as well. Wits is another reason um, that they could definitely improve. Yeah, uh, now I said, I said season, so. sort of, it was in jest a little bit when I said, is the coach under the pump? But more, probably the better question is, will the expectations be too high too early? Um. I reckon Gold Coast will be quite smart about it as far as expectations go. Oh, I'm not talking uh, about Gold Coast. I'm talking about externally. Oh, yeah. Well, externally, there's going to be a lot of people in the media in that that think uh, Hardwick's going to be the uh, messiah straight away and expect things where any coach, no matter how good they are, they need at least 12 to 24 months to entrench themselves on a club. No, that's, that's all fair. Now, my, I'm going to go on a different path with my improver. Um, I've actually got Adelaide. <clears throat> yeah, that's, well, that's they were um, second for me, so. Now, they, say, they say every just about every year for the last 15 years or whatever, there's a team that's come from outside the eight to the top four. Yep. Um, and, and we mentioned Phil Thorpe and Fogarty earlier. Vex Walker's still still going to be handy. Riley O'Brien's still a very good ruckman. <laughs> Isaac Rankine, I think, is going to go to another level. Um, who else have they got? Um, yeah, they've got um, Lockie Scholl. I think he could he could play a big role for them this year. Yeah, and, and, and- and Crouch and Smith and yeah, I just, I just, I just like the list that they've well, built well, the last couple of years. Play. They, they started, I uh, started. They finished last season pretty good. Um, what's... I was going to say, there's one guy that stood out for me for Adelaide as far as where some improvement come from this year because he played what six or it was six or something games last year. Um, Really bad run with injuries, but when he was playing, he was unreal. So I think he's a guy that that can definitely bring a lot to them. Yeah, and then they've got There's guys like Josh Rochelle who can step up again. Luke Pedler, I think Jordan Dawson is probably, if we're talking, you know, is he potentially in the top five midfielders in the competition? I'd make that case. Rory Laird, we know what he's like. I mean, they've got enough good players there. Mm. Just quickly, what was Taylor Walker's output last year? Because he had um, almost a season, uh, career best year, didn't he? Like he was. Are you talking in year. terms of goals? 
Yes, correct. Yeah. He kicked 76. Yeah, oh, there you go, 76. Like, did he, having a out-of-his-skin year in front of goal, because he shouldn't be doing that at his age now, because let's be honest, he should be in the last couple of years. So he, he fed and played out of his skin last year. Mm-hmm. Does that give us a false sense of um, their power? Um, no, because they've got Phil Thorpe and Fogarty who should be ready to take the next step in their development as well. And one thing I'm going to touch on with Tex Walker, and we mentioned it before, he he's not your traditional player of, of this day and age where he's an athlete. He is, so he's never relied on, you know, this explosive speed or an explosive leap. He's a smart forward and he's a very, very good set shot. So, so the reason I think he's still able to do this at the age that he is and in this part of his career is because he doesn't rely on those athletes. That's right. They don't rely on those athletic traits that seem to to disappear with age. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's probably a fair call. And you did nail you did hit the nail on the head when you said he's one of the well, he is one of the best set shots in the comp, really. Oh, I'll tell you what, if I'm if you ask me who's who do you want taking a set shot from any you know, forty five to fifty five meters out. In the current crop. Please. In the current crop. The current crop, yes, definitely the current crop. Um I've I can't think of anyone when I'm taking over text. Yeah, there might be one or two you might argue you would um say are equal, but it, there's no one better than him, I don't think. No. All right. Biggest slider. No, sorry, sorry, because I was just gonna say um, biggest biggest slider. I'll just start it off again. Um, I'm trying to bait someone. My biggest slide is Essendon. Okay. My counter to that is, wow. how are they going to slide when they weren't very good last year? Well, it's going to be even worse. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, hope, I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm predicting bottom two for them. Oh, I hope you're right. That would be brilliant. Oh, wouldn't that be glorious? Mm. I, I just... I just and look, I know it was a practice match, but as I said, you don't get bent over by eleven goals in a practice match. You can still, you can still see either, either a level of or a lack of will and desire in those games, can't you? And they definitely showed a lack. And to be honest, I sort of thought, yeah, I was quite cynical of that. But then watching North Melbourne today, I could see them finishing below a North Melbourne. Well, North Melbourne, and and, and the thing, we're not convinced that Essendon will get better, but I think we're probably all convinced that North Melbourne will. So, I mean, there's going to be a crossover there at some point, isn't there? Yeah, and I've got... I've got Port as my slider. Yeah, it's rude. I'm not sold sold on anything they've got going on there at all. Um, Their midfield... Uh, their forward line is basically all they've got going for them at um, the moment in my I, I had Port Adelaide as my slider as well. And with Adelaide as my improver, I actually think Adelaide are going to finish above Port. I do too. I'd absolutely because put I, money I, on that. I think Adelaide can be a, a top six side and potentially if things go their way a top four side although i think that's unlikely but um i I don't see port making the eight because they've gone out and they've got um 
Radigalia and Zerk Thatcher. Now, if if they're the answer, you're asking the wrong questions. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 you know what? They're trying to patch up those spots around the ground, down back, and in the midfield. And that's yeah, that's not going to fix it. That's not going to generate you enough goals. I'm sorry. Um, no. And you know. From like a Darcy Byrne Jones or, or something like that, they're uh, you know um, they're, they're lacking a lot of a lot of talent around the ground in very important spots. So the one, um, yeah, I think the one thing about Port Adelaide that I will get excited about is Jason Horn Francis. Absolutely, absolute bull. Yeah. Now it looks like Jeremy has actually joined us. I don't know if he can hear us yet, but all right. Well, we'll continue off that Jason Horn Francis at the moment. Um, do you do you believe after last season, which was quite a solid season by him, in fact, probably beyond solid? Do you believe you'll get even further attention this year, though, from opposition? I think he will, but I think Ollie Wines is tracking nicely as well, so he's going to get attention too. Um, I think that. Horn Francis is well equipped to handle that attention and a tag as well. I was about to say, I I think it won't matter how much attention he gets. He's hard. Like when 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 I watch Horn Francis, he almost reminds me of Ben Cousins. Just how hard he is at the ball, and once he's off and running, once he gets that third, fourth, fifth step gone, and he's in in his run, he's gone. Like. Just explosive, isn't he? Goal. He's he's so thick across yeah, the middle um, too. Um, he's just powerful I mean, he's and explosive. That bull build, but he's fast and he's efficient, and that's a very scary, scary combination. Yeah, no, I think I think he's he's ready to just about tear the competition apart. And it's, yeah. it's 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 only if it's not this year, it's in the next couple. Yep, no, fair call. All right, seeing seeing we're on uh, biggest slider, and Jeremy's joined us. Jeremy, what's your biggest slider for the season? Okay, so does that mean he can't hear us? No, no. I don't know what he's doing. We'll move on then. Um, The next one is surprise Australian. We'll give Jeremy the first chance here. Oh, no, connecting to audio. There we go. He's not there. Um, Well, it would be a surprise if Jacob Weedering actually got picked. Um, So is he yours? No, he's not mine. I'll give that a little bit more thought. I'll throw to you guys. um, I'll give it a little bit more thought. Might go up to I've Queensland. Got, um, hear Chris's. Oh, you go. You go. No, no. I'm we might go up to Queensland and we'll hear Chris's first. Um, look, I've gone. Uh, I've gone homegrown uh, as far as this selection goes. Um, I've gone Liam Baker. I think he should be an absolute walk-up all Australian this year. Uh, whether it's on the bench. Um, that's that's fine because he's a very hard player to place uh, around the field. So I think that would suit him very 
um, very fittingly to me. He's he's just the modern day utility player that Richmond needs. You need someone on half back, like a, to replace the Jaden Short. He can do it. You need someone in the guts of the midfield. He can do it. Someone on the wing can do it. Small forward can do it. Like he's just he's got such a craft that that adapts all over the field. And I think um, I think if he has an All Australian year, it will allow the Shea Boltons and the Dusties and the Lynches and make their life and the Shorts' lives a whole lot easier. Does he have to be... To make All-Australian, let's pose this. You are talking about him being quite a utility. Is For, for his chances to make All-Australian, does he have to play consistently in one role, do you believe? I don't think so. Like, Brendan Goddard didn't, and he, and he did just fine. So... I, I think that Baker, like they're very different builds and different play styles, but I think they're both utilities apart. And, and um, you know, if you can find, I think there's definitely a spot. And I think as far as that role goes in the league, I can't think of a better player that can, is well, that well-versed across the ground in so many different positions. Yep. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I, 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 can, I can name one. Watch go. Sorry, with Who's yours? Uh, uh, so what, uh, what are we naming? What's the... A, a surprise All-Australian. A, uh, a surprise All-Australian. Right, you'll have to come back to me with that. I, I was only coming up with a player to compare to Baker. Right, we'll go with that anyway. We can go off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think Mark Whitsouse comes to mind. Doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. He also he also did he also he also did make all Australian by being a utility. Yeah, yeah and that's okay. it. I don't think it's a, a bad thing either. Like that's a, that that's probably Liam Baker's greatest strength for Richmond. Yep. All right. Um, my surprise all Australian is also homegrown, as far as the club I support. I actually think um, Mitch Owens. I I like it. I just, I just think for St Kilda to improve, as much as I alluded to two main things in the earlier discussion, he is one of the big um, parts of St Kilda improving again. Is making. I think if there was any St Kilda player that I could see stepping up into an all, I I I could see Wilkie sneaking an all Australian. Well, he he was all Australian last year, so it's probably not really a surprise. I missed that again. Sorry, my bad. That's, the That's right. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I think by memory it was Wilkie and Sinclair that were both yeah, all Australian. I, I, I bought Queensland with an hour behind, not six months, but anyway. Yeah, or oh, twelve oh. months even, or more. But... Oh, uh, I, I brain faded on that because we were talking about Wilkie earlier, and I forgot that he did make all Australian last year. Yeah. Alright, no. I got. I, I got my. I got mine now. Alright, let's go. Which Geelong player is it? No, no, I'm not going too long. Oh, okay. This is the so This is like a sneaky, sneak up and everyone all Australian sort of thing. Yeah, someone who's probably not one of the uh, the the more popular and kicks. And the answer mm-hmm. and the answer can't be Jonathan Kaminga either, Jez. Just you know. <laughs> oh, as much as I'd love to love to throw JK in, um, uh, a similar sort of name. No, um, he. he uh, Player from Adelaide, uh, Isaac Rankin. Oh, I 
love that. Love that call. We discussed he him could, earlier. Um, we had yeah, he, he could he could actually explode this year. Yeah, just before you join us, we had our biggest improver and our biggest sliders as well. I had Adelaide as my improver, and Rankin was a big part of that. And I had Port as my slider. So while we're on the topic, who are yours? My big improver and big slider. They don't have to be teams. Um, I, they can be individuals or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm kind of on the Adelaide Crows train with you. Yep. So that's that. Without any prompting, that's what I would have said. Mm-hmm. And the slider. So can we, well, is it? We would be surprised if either Gold Coast or Adelaide finished in the top four. Uh, probably. Uh, yes, I'd be surprised if Gold Coast got anywhere near the fours. But um, as to, in terms of a slider, could Freo slide any further than what they've slid? Could I actually I tip they... them to actually? Could I tip them to actually slide further than? No, you absolutely can. Tim's pick was Essendon, so it's probably along the same lines. Yeah, so I'm talking maybe bottom four for them. They just don't. They just. They just don't excite me. Do not yes. excite me one or Um Now I've got. Um, I'm, I'm going in um, Jeremy's territory here. Rather than staying at home, I'm going away. For, for my surprise All Australian pick, yep. I was considering Jason Horn Francis because I mentioned him before, but mm. I'm actually gonna go up to the Gold Coast and say Charlie Ballard. That is a yeah, like He's a, a very bit, he's a very handy one on one defender. I think Chris is yeah, trying to say something. I don't mind it. Oh, I just said I think at worst Ballard's a good shot at the forty. Yeah, I've I just think yeah. So, we were talking about Wilkie before. Yeah. And and just you genuine want one-on-one to, defenders. You want him to absolutely flourish in the role that Dimmer gives him and for Gold Coast to start winning games as well. Yeah, and I, I think he's still only about 24 it's, years old. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's at that peak peak time for a, for a key position player. I'm not convinced it's this year that the Suns jump. Oh, no, 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 I'm not convinced of his either. But I think if someone's going to really cement themselves as a... Yeah. As a top tier player in their position at Gold Coast, why can't it be Charlie Ballard? I think Dimmer will. I think Dimmer will improve the Suns, but I'm not sure if he'll be this year. Nah, someone. Uh, what's next uh, on our list there, Tim? So next on our list is um, our tip for the Premiership. Um, now, for me, I actually think Brisbane will go one better this year. Yep. Now that's. I'll, I'll go. What, what more do you need to say? You don't need to make a case no, for that. No. Well, I, 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 actually, I actually concur with Tim on this one. You think they'll go one better? Yeah, I think they'll. Um, I think. I think they'll. I think they're. I'm on the other side. I'm on the other side with Brisbane. I, I think if they were gonna win it by now, they would have. And I just, I feel like their best chance was when. They could have won it up in Brisbane and didn't. Um, They're a bit like the Buffalo Bills, aren't they? They've had had the team for a few years, but yeah. haven't done it. It's like, okay, they've still got the... I, I, I just don't 
they still got the same troops getting around, and how have they got worse? Yeah, and, and the they've other thing is... They've added, and they've added due date as well. And they still... They've still got the reigning Brownlow medals in the guts. Like They've still got a bit to look at, haven't they? The um, the consensus Brownlow yeah. medals... <laughs> no, we have, we have, we've had this same chat for the last four years about Brisbane. Okay, this year, this is their year. Okay, they've, they've still got all these players. Oh, they just added Dunkley. Oh, they've just added this person. And every year we get the same result. Um, yeah, imagine, so, imagine imagine following aside for ten years and getting really close and eventually saluting. Can yeah. I can I just can I just say to your comment, Chris? Um, I remember yeah. having the same conversation about the Geelong Football Club, and they managed to do it in twenty twenty two. So mm. never say never. Pretty much just mirrored what well, you I said, Jez. Yeah, so, but saying that, you know how how rare are these these occasions that. That that happens though. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so who who does win it then? Sounds like you don't want Brisbane to win it, Chris. I've got another team though. Like this, oh, it's going to make me sound a bit. All right, make the case. But, um, I've gone the Giants. So no, for me, I don't mind it. I don't hate that. Me, they they weren't far off last year, were they? They no, they were the form team at, at the end of last season, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just look across their field and I see nothing but absolute A-grade talent. Like, even Jesse Hogan is now a bona fide, guaranteed two to three goals a game almost. Like, <laughs> it's 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 unreal. So, um, you know, just like Tom Green. Like, you want to talk about Brownlow Smokies, we'll, we'll get to that. Tom Green's right at the top of my list. Why can't that guy win the Brownlow this year? Whitfield, Caniglio, Ash, like there's, there's just so uh, like I, I could just you could just keep rattling them off the the potential talent and oh, proven talent. And you know what? The, and so we've named Brisbane and GWS, and you don't actually have to make much of a case for any of them, do you? It speaks for itself. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Who's yeah. your tip for He went. He went Brisbane as well. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, so. I'm yeah. not confused. Chris lost with um with the Giants. He, he, not that he lost me, but his description of the Giants' reasons put me to sleep. Um, but uh, uh, both the, both the Giants and the Lions' best chance to win a flag is that they don't get a Victorian opponent on Grand Final Day. Should they get there? Yeah. Um, I'm. I don't know what which way I'm going to go here. You have made. I'm. I'm not going to say they will. But I'm going to say you have to take Carlton seriously, don't you? Well, I, I, would just, take, you do. I would I, take them seriously for making a prelim. Whether or not they win a prelim, I... Now, I, I, was, I was always of the belief that Collingwood was going to win the other prelim. And I, I was of the belief that if we got past Brisbane, we'd probably beat Collingwood. Collingwood would have been an easier game for Carlton in the way that they match up. Um, so I think Carlton blew a really big opportunity last year. Um, I don't, mm. I don't think the gap between Collingwood and the rest is as good as as big as most media outlets will have you believe. Um, <laughs> I, what they yeah. what they win all their finals by a combined ten points or something. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't think there's a gap at all. Like if, if you ask me, I'd have Brisbane Giants ahead of. The, uh, the rest. I'm, I'm actually. I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna invoke my bias here and I'm gonna say Carlton. There's why can't they win it all? If we look at the way they finished last year, why can't they win it? Absolutely. Oh, look, anyway, uh, the Coleman medal. Um, nah, nah, in all all honesty, fair enough. I, I, I can't think of any solid argument to say they can't. Uh, I just well, they, they got to have the. I think they just got to have the why not us uh, mentality. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. All right, the Coleman medal. Who's who's thinking it's going to be a chance at a Coleman? <clears throat> North Melbourne will improve and Nick Larky will win it. Yeah, uh, I've gone the exact same as Woody. Uh, I, I think, I think uh, depending on how much North Melbourne do improve and how much their engine room goes, he, he, could, he could go close to 90 goals this year. But they don't, they don't have to improve much for him to kick more goals. Like they were dog shit I mean. last year and look what he did. There's a um a, a fit a fit Tom Lynch being the sole focus of a Richmond forward line intrigues me. Yeah, no, that's a, that's another good shout. Uh, yeah, okay. Second, but... And yeah. I, I, I doubt I doubt that will correlate to Richmond winning many games, but oh, I think he'll be kicking. He'll, he'll be kicking a lion's share of their goals. Yeah. Now, okay. time for you to nominate your boy, Tim. Go on. Yeah, I've got I've got a bike written down. I just got to work out what my handwriting says, as I can see me bit of paper. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, that King boy. Ah, Maxi, Maxi oh, boy. He, hey, he, hey. he had he had to write it down. <laughs> ah. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, in fairness, my theory is he played eleven games last year and kicked twenty eight goals. If he can play 20 games, he's in the mix to help St Kilda project themselves into who, the finals and maybe push for the Coleman. Who here is uh, going to be that, surprised? Who here is going to be surprised if King wins the Coleman this year? Because I certainly will not. Be. My my concern, my concern with with King is that he doesn't get just get two week injuries when he injures himself. It's normally for a long time. Yeah, but if if he plays 20 or 22 games, he's going to be right in the mix, isn't he? I think he'll no. be in the. No on. one's no one's questioning his talent or his ability, and his kicking's improved because he did the hard work. And I, oh. I, I like the, the Saints were a very close second behind Adelaide for my uh, improver this year as well. Um, and he, I reckon he'll be play a large part in that. I, I think he will too, as will Mitch Owens, I believe. Um, now the Brownlow Medal, I've actually gone out of, um, for me, it really pains me to um, pick a player from this team, but I, I reckon this year might be the year of the Petrarca. It should uh, go very close. Right, can't go argue close. that. <clears throat> it pains me to say it, but I think he'll go close. Well, he won't, he won't have an Oliver taken votes off you, will he? No. You wouldn't think so. What about you, Woody? Um, or I'm I'm going to go Jordan Dawson. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. 
I'll, I'll have him as a lock, lock in the All Australian team. I'm not sure. I, I, I just don't know that we Bontem Pally is a complete midfielder, and I don't think Dawson's actually that far behind. He probably needs to kick a few more goals, but I, I don't think that there's much you can knock about his game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, um, Jeremy, who you got uh, to to maybe get the Brownlow Medal? Um, mm. Yeah, Petrarca's Petrarca is a very good shout, I think. Um, but uh, and the way the way Dacos played last year, if he stays fit, he'll get votes. It's as simple as that. You may not like it, you may not agree, but uh, uh, the proof is in there. I bet anyway. The proofs in the proofs in the we pudding. We almost uh, got through the whole thing without mentioning him. So, so close. Oh, he, he, we can't. Oh. I mean, he, he exists. We can't just ignore him. We can't just pretend he doesn't exist. He just does. He does. Mate, I'll put it to you this way: If Dacos wins the brown low, I will no longer follow Borussia Mönchengladbach. They can get stuffed if he wins. Whoa! The <laughs> wow! Let's not go crazy. That's, the, that's a that's a big call. Like, wow. Question without notice. Question without notice. Who's the biggest nobody believes in this team this year? Essendon. Yeah, they they they're screwed. No, that, no, I mean, I mean, the team, the team, the team that's gonna, the team that's gonna have that attitude of look, nobody believes in us. And actually oh, no, fire up. Nobody yeah. believes in us, but fuck them. Yeah. Well, not Essendon. Yeah. Not SNN. They're just no. a team that no one's going to expect anything from, and they're going to meet those yeah. mediocre expectations. Um, because I, I had I had Melbourne. Because nobody's. Can Can I just give my everybody's 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 kind of every everybody's kind of awesome because of all the off field. They are a bit poisonous, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, they got I'm, a lot of they got a lot of nobody believes in this vibes about them. I'm actually going to probably say St Kilda. I don't think anyone's going to take them too seriously, but I think they're going to they're going to um, beat a few very very good teams. Well, you know you know what it is about St Kilda. A lot of people just don't like Ross Lyon, and I think um, a lot of the wider community just presume he's going to fail because they just don't like Ross Lyon. But when has he failed? I actually, I, I've everyone last time he was at St Kilda talked about the the style of football they played and how it was dour and whatever. That's not the case this time around. There's actually a flair, and there's a second gear to this team now. I think the I think the players running off half back have a lot to do with it. Yeah, but that's very unlike. like. Is that the best? Is that the best sort of delivery by foot half back one of the league? Got to be, doesn't it? Could very well be. And uh, oh, Liam true. Baker and Jaden Short might probably mm. have a case. And and, and, and oh, I was going to say, and Broad's the third name on that trio. So he's a but, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that St Kilda aren't. Yeah. Oh, yeah so what do, you, what do you got? So Wanganee Valera, you got um, Sinclair. Jack Sinclair. I think Darcy Wilson got back there. Yeah. Yeah. Wondering Miller will spend a lot of time there, and having Henry on the other wing, on one wing and Hill on the other, yeah. I think is there's a lot to like about him. There's a bit of leg speed there now. Um, we haven't heard from uh, Christopher as for his Brownline medalist. 
I don't, I don't know if it constitutes left field because the guy is an absolute star. Um, but I think it. I think I would not be surprised if it's as I think it might be, and that's a Giants premiership year. Uh, if Tom Green wins the Brownlow, so no, that's, don't that's my Brownlow prediction. He might go past oh. Josh Talley as their best midfielder. I think yep. he. I think I would. I think he already is. As for like Kelly, gets more of it. But Tom Green's the Petrarca type, where he does more with it. So I mean, if, I, if Tom if Tom Green wins a Brownlow, it'll be more like a Matt Prittis Brownlow. Um, I, I, I don't think so, gentlemen. I think Green's a bona fide star of the game. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Oh, no, I'm not saying that it's not a bad comparison. Prius is a good player. Yeah, gentlemen, I, I propose that we uh, quickly just mention who we think's under the pump. For me, it's Daisy Pierce. You, Jeremy? Um, the entire Geelong midfield. Luke Beveridge. <laughs> Luke Beveridge. You, uh, Chris? I've gone, and this is just quickly what loops back to my views on Brisbane, Chris Fagan. Do more with what you've got. Win yeah. a flag or we'll find someone that can. All right. All right, gentlemen. I think we've come to an end. We might be able to discuss our uh, under the pumps in more detail on the Facebook page. Woody, uh, do you want to just let people know where to get us? Yep. Uh, search NPO Sports on Facebook or at NPO underscore sport on Twitter. And Josh Watson, thanks for editing. It's Huru from me. Huru from me. Yep. Yep. See you all later.